Hey everyone, thank you for listening to The Founders Peak, a podcast where we bring you exceptional startup founders from around the world who each share their inspiration and a bag full of usable insights from their entrepreneurial journeys. So if you're an aspiring founder or busy fundraising or nearing a successful exit or even feel like you might go down fighting, there's something useful in here for you. Most talks are hosted and recorded live with audiences at the Founders Peak stage at the world's largest fintech event, the Singapore Fintech Festival. My name is Naveen Suri. And I'm Sagari White. And we are the hosts of the Founders Peak podcast. I'm a former banker turned entrepreneur. And like all entrepreneurs, I have more than a few battle scars on my back. All of which, by the way, I'm very proud of. I'm a content strategist by profession and had the pleasure of co-hosting these remarkable founders together with Naveen at the Singapore Fintech Festival in November 2022. Our speaker today is Gaurav Hinduja, co-founder and managing director of Axio. Gaurav is based in India. In his talk titled, Don't Walk Away Even If Your Legs Give Way, Gaurav opens up about how he fought through some of the darkest and most difficult few months of his life after a business deal fell through. He turned his life and his business around, starting by taking on the Ironman Triathlon. Let's hear how Gaurav aligned his business goals with his newfound endurance goals. So what if I told you that within five years of starting up, you had the opportunity to sell your business for just shy of a billion dollars? What if I then told you that after nine months of diligence, on the day that you were actually going to sign the deal, the deal was actually called off. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Gaurav. I am one of the co-founders of Axio, and we are the, one of the fastest growing consumer credit companies in India today. And this was my story. Well, at least the first half of it. And I'll never forget that day. It was August 4th, 2019. My co-founder and I flew to New York to have dinner with the CEO of the company that was actually going to buy us. And the next day, we were on the way to their office to sign the papers, and we got the call when we were in the taxi saying, hey, the deal is not happening. And we looked at each other, and it really felt like a punch in the gut. We didn't know what happened. We started thinking, questioning, what happened at that dinner? What did we say? What did we do? What did we eat? That this was the outcome after nine months. And you know, what followed was, was probably the darkest and most difficult few months of my life. That news actually sent me into a lot of grief and depression. And I haven't really talked about much about this in public. But we then wonder why does something like that give us grief? And as founders, our business is like our family. It is who we are. And yes, the money from that sale would have been good, it would have been life-changing. But it wasn't about money for us. When I started to introspect, I realized that the grief was because I was letting myself down from a weight of expectations that was put on us by society simply because my father had built an amazing business over 30 years and sold it to Blackstone just a few weeks before the Lehman crisis. And my whole motivation in starting up was actually being able to build a company faster, better, and sell it at a higher value, just like my father did. And so when I got the opportunity to sell the business during our own Lehman crisis, which is a financial crisis in India, I jumped on it with both hands and probably made the biggest mistake of my life agreeing to sell at that point. Anyways, it was, like I said, you know, 
there was real founder depression and sometimes we glorify startups too much i don't really talk about the lows and the tough lows and for me this depression hit probably at the worst time we had a few months of runway left we had gone from being the poster child of the startup ecosystem to having jokes made on us to having layoffs and it really felt that things were only getting darker and more difficult as we were then plunged into covid just a few months later it had become a real struggle to even wake up and go to the office and i actually ended up resorting to eating and overeating and probably put on almost about 25 pounds uh finally one fine day around september 2020 a few months after my twin boys were born i chanced upon a story of this amazing man a 60 year old man who actually did a full ironman which is a 16 hour race with 4 kilometers of swimming 180 kilometers of cycling and 42 kilometers of running with his son on his back a teenage son having als and that was the inspiration that was the moment that i decided if this guy could do it why not me why couldn't i let go of my own demons and build the business that i wanted to build and be the parent that i wanted to be and set an example not for myself but for my kids as well and so in the 12 months that followed i finally did it with a disciplined regimented training plan and within 7 hours i was able to complete my race and what happened in the those 12 months post the race and in the 12 months that that actually have gone by since then our business didn't just survive it thrived we started crushing it we started doing really well we went from 200000 customers to 6 million customers we reduced our credit losses by 70% we raised 50 million dollars and today are one of the best lending consumer credit fintechs in the country today and i am so grateful to the ironman journey for having this turnaround both in myself but at my business as well and so what did i learn i'll just leave you with four things i don't want to give advice but i'm just telling you this is my journey and what i learned the first is the what you know today in sports there is enough number of metrics and data that we can all track but i used the one metric which was heart rate how do you improve your heart rate and i looked at it daily weekly monthly and after every workout that i did i would track my heart rate and made sure it got to a point that i was fit enough to complete such a difficult race and same thing i did in my business my co-founder and i made the business much easier much simpler and started tracking one number as a as a lending business the collections or people who don't pay you back is the most important thing so the one number we started tracking was people who don't pay you back within 30 days and everything we did we built and and hired of people was just to improve that one number over the next 24 months and it did and today i can proudly say that we are amongst the lowest npas within the indian credit industry today the second is the why you know i was with 10 kilometers left into my race and my right leg really started cramping up i was in deep amount of pain i had to stop and immediately my my thoughts went back to that dinner in new york and i was like no i am not going to give up that's not going to happen because i started to feel as to why was i there at that race why was i building this business and i started to realize that everybody has their why and for me that why was the fear of failure sometimes in startups we glorify failures too much but i had become petrified of failure maybe because of the weight of expectations 
but whatever it was, I had become really fearful of failure and I said I wasn't going to fail. I stood up from my race, completed it strong and that same level of fear of failure today exists in the business today, which I think is great for a credit and a risk averse business where even today we make mistakes, but we don't just move on. We pick up in our company, we learn from that mistake, we make sure we correct it, we make sure we rebuild and not that we just did a failure and moved on. Finally, the coach and the team, right? I had a strength coach, I had a triathlon coach who helped me get through the finishing line, right? There's a big cliche in sports that it's never an individual sport, it's a team sport and that is very, very true. My wife helped me a lot with my nutrition. But somehow when it comes to business, we always feel shy of asking for help. And so my co-founder and I actually found a coach and this is someone who helped us make tough decisions. He guided us with strategy, gave us communication tips, spent hours with us, pushed us, fired us, and also at times of our darkest days, just gave us a cup of ice cream to make things a little lighter. And we are forever grateful to him. But it was the team that also our inner team within the company who became very close to us, they became like family. These are the ones we trusted, we opened up to them like we've never opened up before. They held us accountable and it just became fun to work with them. And so I am again ever grateful to the coaches both in my race and at work. And finally, the link, right? And what I mean by the link is the Ironman race is not possible without discipline. The discipline of doing, setting daily, weekly, monthly goals is something that I became good at and something that I started to imbibe in my business as well. My co-founder and I became very disciplined about setting daily, weekly, monthly goals. And what happened for me is I started to triangulate my business goals with my endurance goals. For example, if for a few months we needed to do cost cutting, I took it upon myself to lose some weight and reduce body fat. When I finished my first Ironman, in the same month, we raised our $50 million. And now as I do my next race next week and the following one, nine months from now, the biggest goal for me as I complete those races is to make sure that our company reaches a break-even and reaches profitability. But always there are bigger goals as well. And so as I look forward to 2025, which is just a few years away, my personal endurance goal is to conquer the English Channel and swim across that. It's something, I've never been a good swimmer, so it's something that I'm going to push and train a lot for. But at the same time, I would like my company to IPO in 2025. And that's going to be a lot of hard work that's going to get us there. And so finally, ladies and gentlemen, I, what started off as a very dark period because of that dinner has turned out to be the best thing that actually ever happened to me and my business. I'm a far better individual physically, emotionally, mentally, and I can say with confidence that Axio today is a far better business than it ever was. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gaurav. Now, if you'd like to watch Gaurav's talk at the Founders Peak, simply visit Singapore Fintech Festival on YouTube. You're listening to the Founders Peak podcast, where exceptional startup founders share untold stories from their journeys. We have lots more coming up for you next, so do stay with us.